I'm Kurt Johnston. I'm a parent, and you're listening to the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hey, everybody, Kurt Johnson here, and thank you for joining us for episode one of the Parent Skills Podcast. You know, in our brand new Saddleback Parents Ministry, we have a very simple little slogan or motto, and that is simply this, helping parents win. We want to do everything we can to help you as a parent, regardless of the stage of life you're in. You might have brand new babies. You might be kind of light at the end of the tunnel, almost ready to see your student head off to college. Wherever you are in your parenting journey, we want to help you win. And we've got all kinds of resources on the website that help you do just that, from our videos to our blog, on and on. And the Parent Skills Podcast is just another tool that we hope will help you win in your parenting journey. So this week, this episode, like we will every episode, we're going to have a very special guest, somebody in our studio who is in a unique season of parenting who I think might have a little bit of insight for. So let's jump right into episode one of the Parent Skills Podcast. With me today, I have a good, good friend in the studio. His name's Justin Herman. Justin, welcome. How's it going, man? Hey, Justin, before we jump into the topic at hand, why don't you give our audience the 90-second introduction, who you are, Great. why you're here, all uh, that good stuff. I'm Justin. I, uh, I work at a church called Sandals Church in Riverside, California, and I've been married for six years. I have two sons, Beckett and Cannon. Um, Beckett is three as autism and Cannon is two and he's typical and, you know, typical also another word for just absolute terror. And he just absolutely tears <laughs> apart our house and wakes up at, right now. He wakes up at five in the morning. And uh, I grew up with a single mom in Buffalo, New York. I was adopted from New York City and uh, my parents got divorced when I was eight. And so I know there's a lot of parents out there who they as a kid, their parents got divorced. So, you know, I lived that and now I am a parent. And uh, I went to grew up in Buffalo, New York, went to college in Missouri, moved out here to California to a world of In-N-Out Burger and surfboards. Well, and you know why I knew when we first met that you were not from California? Why? Is because you referred to California as Cali. Oh, yeah. And nobody from California oh, says Cali, only people not from California. Yeah, that was that, a dark that's time. That's just a side note. Now, you, you mentioned something very interesting. Um or just an, uh, an interesting aside, is that your yeah. son Beckett has autism. Yeah. And we're not going to touch on that side of your story in this podcast because sure. each episode is meant to be about 15, maybe 20 minutes long. That's great. But I'm going to have you come back for a future show where we talk about some of the opportunities and challenges and um, just that piece of raising a child with special needs. No, I'd love we, to. we won't do that today. Here's what we're going to do today is every episode of the, of the podcast, the reason we call it Parent Skills Podcast is we want to make sure that um, when our audience turns the show off, that they've got one or two new skills or just reminders of skills, some tools to put in the toolbox, an extra arrow to put in the quiver. You know, our motto um, with Saddleback Parents is helping parents win. Oh, yeah. And so the whole point of the Parent Skills Podcast is simply, man, if we can give our parents just a few extra skills for the journey, that's going to help them win. I love that. Because so many parents feel underskilled, under-equipped. Absolutely. All right. So here's here's what I want you to do today, Justin, is help us out with with this is you're in a pretty um it's a, it's a pretty common parenting season, young kids. Oh yeah. Right? Now yours is a little bit unique because your boys are only 16, six, months, 16 apart. months apart. Yeah. So that was a little unplanned, bit unplanned, unplanned. So, so both of them? 
No, well, the, the them being so close together, that was not a plan. Thank you. You had yeah. a little bit of trouble the first time around. We did. So then you assumed you'd have trouble the second time around yeah. and didn't. Yeah, big, big wrong with that one. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. We, that happens all the time. I mean, yeah, you, you've gosh. heard that. All, yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah, you could have talked to somebody. They would have warned you. Yeah. Because there's 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 things you can do. That, no, that I know. Ensure, we, yeah. we just thought that it would be like, oh, it'd be so <laughs> just like last time, you know, months and months of trying and yeah. difficulty. And, I, and I'm not making light of that. Right. Anyone's gone through fertility. Yeah, well, yeah you went like, through I it all. went through it. We, right. Me and my wife lived it. And we thought, well, it would just be like, it'll probably be another, you know, six, eight months before you're yeah. pregnant again. Um, so, you know, let's just, you know, if it happens, it happens. And then boom, it happened. And we're right. like, oh gosh. Yeah. The, but now in hindsight, you wouldn't do it any other way. I wouldn't I mean, do it any look other at, way. I, I've been to your home, and your kids are amazing, yeah. and they're wonderful. And the fact that they're so close, you know, they're not twins, but they're as close as you can be almost without being twins, and there's just a unique bond that they're going to have that a lot of siblings don't yeah. because of how close they are in age. I love that. Um, hey, okay, so here's here's what I want you to talk about is this reality that you're in a, a, a busy, busy parenting season, mm-hmm. a parenting season that um, for lots of couples – is extremely frustrating, yeah. problematic, full of insecurities. Yeah. You know, in your case, it's not like number two came along after you got number one all figured out. Yeah, we got out. into a groove or something. That's yeah, not the I mean, case you were barely head above water yeah. when you, you had your second. Absolutely. So what I want to ask you, and I, I might chime in in between, sure. um, give us just three parenting skills that you've learned, that you and Brittany, not that you've mastered them, Mm-mm. but you would say, you know, we're pretty good at this, and they've made a massive difference in this parenting season. Yeah. And, and by the way, the parenting season um, is crazy, and parents are filled with insecurities, not just when they're raising little ones. No, but there's such a uniqueness when they're little. They're so, it's so unique. Because the, you know, for me, and I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm also a youth worker, I'm a youth pastor out there, so I have parents that have junior hires and high schoolers, and, and so I see parents at different stages, and the, the stress may be always there, the worry or the fear, but it's different kinds of fears. You know, right. when I have my two young boys you know, their it, the, their needs are completely different than the needs of of maybe say a high schooler in the way that their life really is dependent on us. Like they're not self sustaining; they can't figure things out themselves. Like their lives are dependent on us. Right. And we're they, we also have this looking ahead piece where we know who they're going to become, or at least what we hear, right? Who they're going to become, right. what they're going to be like. You know, if that has to do with how we're parenting now. So like every decision we make, it's like, oh wait, did we? Did we just screw them up forever? And there's right. a, there's a little bit of fear and I don't, to that. And I don't know about you. Fear is a great word, by the way, because I think fear may be the universal descriptor that so many parents feel when it comes to to raising their kids. Yeah. Um, and one of the fears is for me anyway. I'm not sure about for you, but for me was a little bit of that. Am I doing it right? Con- concerning, am I doing all the bad, the wrong stuff that my parents did? Oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because when you're when you're in, when you're a kid, you don't necessarily recognize how jacked up your parents are sometimes. Yeah. And mine weren't, mine were pretty awesome, but they, there was some stuff that I don't want to repeat. Yeah. And so in the midst of all the crazy, you're also going, okay, am I doing it? Oh man, I'm, I'm becoming my dad already. I'm becoming, oh my, oh, gosh, my yeah. mom used to say this and it drove me bonkers. You know, I wish my wife was here. She's incredible. She's a psychologist and she would just sit here and help pick apart all the things we're yes. saying because it's totally real and has the, these deep implications into not only our identity as men and women, but identity as parents and who we're raising them to be. It's a whole thing. But you know, if I, so just, t- just so, getting the ball rolling, talking about those, these three things, three parent skills. So here's one of the, the big, you know, skills or the big things that I learned um, that it is just a season. 
you know, that's a huge thing for me. That it feels like it's a season that's never ending. It's a season that will come to an end, and there'll be new things waiting for you on that horizon. Right. Um, because as they're getting older and they're maturing, and then they right. turn into junior higher, and it's like you know who is this kid, and then high schooler, and then hormones hit, and they start dating other people. Right. So at every stage, there's all these different stresses. But the, I think the absolute taxing nature of young kids um, is a season that comes to an end. We we can't think that it's never ending. We can't go to a place in our minds where we just feel like we. We just can't we can't do this forever it's not going to be forever and it's okay and you can survive and you will survive um how you survive i think that's for me getting into the skills of how you survive but that sure. first one was me and brit just being able to look at each other and just in comforting each other sometimes even in tears and i'm not making that up right this won't last forever yeah. it is a season that we're going through it's a season of their life they are completely dependent on us that's the nature of small children right. we all wish our kids were like giraffes that were born and then start running around yeah. that's not well human when i beings. when i talk about the phases or the stage of parenting i move from caregiver to cop yep. to coach to cheerleader that's the yeah. language it's i genius. use well you are in the caregiver stage absolutely so obviously the caregiver stage is more crazy making because your your boys rely on you for virtually everything. Absolutely. And that's just, it's all encompassing. Okay, so so skill number one, just remind yourself, but it's, it's not gonna be like this it's forever. It's just a season, it's not gonna be like this forever, okay. it's okay. Um, number two, the, don't do it alone. Like don't pit you know, you and your spouse, um, or you know, you, maybe you're, you're not married, you're a single parent, you know, whoever is like that role in their life. Um, you, maybe you're you're still dating, you're figuring out, listen, I think, I think Kids need married, you know, mother and father at home. I just think that I think statistics show that. So that's not me. That's statistics. And and so I think it's a really good thing to have that. And you know, so if you have that, and it's going to feel like sometimes that this is not, you know, your 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 partner's not your partner. They're your enemy. And you have to remind yourself that you guys are on the same team. Like two are better than one. There's this, this verse in Ecclesiastes: two are better than one because they have good return for their work. Pity the person that falls down and has no one to pick them up. And like that. So the context of that verse is: back then, people would travel around and they'd go alone. And you know what happened? Robbers would come. Right. They'd come and they would take your stuff and they'd probably you know beat you up or they'd do something pretty gruesome. Good to Samaritan you. story. Good Samaritan story. Exactly. So Ecclesiastes chapter four is saying: you know, two are better than one. They have good return for their work. But and pity the person that falls down. Doesn't everyone pick them up? Um, right. And you know, the, it's talking about when you you know travel, you, know, you don't travel alone, and you know three strands, you know three cords that are tightly knit are, aren't easily broken. So that when you go and you're going at it together, um, and you're not going at it alone, you are stronger because you're right. together. So when you look at your spouse, like oh man, they're they're not pitching in enough, and you know, and and they should be doing more, and you know why aren't they? Well, maybe they should be doing a little bit more, but. Also, they may be dying on the vine, and they just need someone to come alongside sure. and show understanding. I so love it. Show understanding to one another yep. because you are on the same team with one another. Yep. And and the the reality is, a whole bunch of parents feel like they are doing it alone because oh, yeah. they're because they're single parents, right? Oh yeah. And um, so they're I mean they're literally they, they're, they they're are. literally alone. But I think what you're saying is a principle that if you can, if you're not at odds with the father or mother of your child that you're raising, look for ways to stack hands on stuff. You're still a partnership in, in raising that child. You might not be doing it under one roof, yeah. but look for ways to partner together and be on the same page with um, the the child's other parent as often as you can. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing, the, the, the store, 
the story isn't always um, that that you know parents are divorced or that they just didn't get married. Sometimes the story is they were married and someone passed away. Sometimes right. the story is they were married and uh, you know, they passed away and now you have a widow or a widower and they're trying to figure out how to do this. It was just it wasn't planned and it wasn't anyone's it wasn't anyone's design that right. this happened. But then it did happen. Um, and for that person, they're pulling in as much family as they can. They're pulling in whoever yep. they can to help along the way. And yep. that's what I mean, that's what it is. I mean, we're all yeah. you got to have people. You got to have. And people. if you're in that situation, all I would say to encourage them would be ask for help. Yeah. Because there are people in your life, whether it's in the church or, you know, on your son's soccer team, there are people who at different levels, mm-hmm. they can't all help maybe at the level you need, but there are people who would love to chip in and help. You know, they all saying it takes a village. Well, oh, yeah. there, there's, there's wisdom and truth in that saying. Um, okay. So number skill number one, what was no, it's a one? season. No, it's a season. Yeah. Skill number two: don't do, don't do it alone. Be on the same page with your partner if you can. Yeah. Skill number three: make sure you make the time for little moments to celebrate, honor, care for um, your spouse. You know, the, your kids, mom or dad. Yeah, you know, it's it's really simple. It's taking the long way home from work and grabbing some flowers. It's a little handwritten note that you throw in the briefcase. You know, during those times. Uh, where it's does just anybody, so st- wait, does anybody actually carry a briefcase anymore? Yeah, people with really professional jobs carry yeah. briefcases, yeah. of course. Okay. There's a huge market for briefcases. Yeah, I didn't I think. know that. Okay. No, we're, we're just super young and exciting. Okay. But, the, you know, throw a little note in there. Um, during those stressful times, those little moments of pause that, that you can remind each other how much you love each other mm. is just really, really yeah, good. I love that. Um, I, I, you know, for me, I remember, I remember so vividly. Having to go to work, I worked at a church. I worked at a church. It's church before where I am now, and we had services Saturday. And I had I had to go. I was teaching that. Day. I mean, I had to go to work. And there are two small children. One of them is crying. The other one is destroying something. And I have to leave the <laughs> right. house. Yeah, I have you, to you, go you can't to work. Take a personal day. So it, it. So there's gonna be times like that. And she's just looking at me, and she's like, "I hate you. Why are you leaving?" And when I come home, the kids are in bed. Because things, you know, panned out, like right. no one died. Right. And I come home with her favorite, you know, dessert, not because I had to, because I wanted to, in a small way of thanking her. And we both sit there tired and worn out, reminding each other how much we love each other and that we're in it together. What's Brittany's favorite dessert? She um, absolutely loves Cherry Garcia, Ta- Tom and oh, Jerry's. That, that's my favorite yeah. ice cream. Which is easy to remember because yeah. uh, um, because uh, Garcia, that one guy is one of my favorite actors from Oceans. Um, Oceans uh, 11, yeah. 12, and 13. I'm not sure what that has to do with Cherry. It's Jerry Garcia. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Jerry Garcia. But there's Jerry a different Garcia, Garcia who's okay. in the Oceans movies. Yeah, I'm not sure how that helps. No, no. It just okay. helps me. So here, here's what I love about that last tip is oftentimes when parents have children, they'll say this and they will act this out to be true. Yeah. And there's some truth in it. My children are the most important thing in the world to me. Fair enough. When you choose to have kids, they they should be probably the most important thing in the world to you. But the mistake is, therefore, my world revolves around my kids. Yeah, that's insane. And that's and that's just it's a recipe for disaster. And yeah. so what happens is, married couples will oftentimes almost put their their relationship on the shelf mm. for two, three, five, ten, thirteen, sixteen yeah. years. Here's the thing: I, I just I so counsel against that and so speak against that. And this is the reason why. And I don't know what your reason is. I want to hear it. But this is my reason. Um, my kids are so important to me. My boys are so important to me. So you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure I show them what a healthy 
godly marriage looks like. I'm going to show them how to honor and love and respect a woman. I'm going to show them what it looks like to argue because arguing is normal. I'm going to have no problem arguing in front of my kids. Um, I can't wait to them see how dad wins arguments, most likely loses arguments. And then I want them to see mom and dad, one of us not packing our bags and moving out at the end of the argument. Healthy reconciliation. Exactly. Right. So because I love my kids so much, I want them to see mom and dad go on date nights. I want them to see mom and dad flirting with each other. I want them to see dad coming home with flowers. Um, I want them to see um, all of those things because that is what's setting them up for this, you know, the the end of their lives. I'm so cautious of couples that do that because my fear is that one day those kids are going to move on. I mean, the Bible teaches us that, right? Right. If we're we're doing it right. If we're doing it right. um, They're going to move on. And then you're going to sit there in front of a spouse that you really barely know. And that's going to be a problem. That's oh, going to be a big problem. Oh, if your kids have been, oh, yeah. if, if your world has your, revolved if around your, your world, kids. If right? they've been your focus, they've been right. everything, then they're going to graduate, move to college. They're going to start their own life. And then you're going to be sitting there across from you know a person that right. you don't really know. Well, how many, how many times have we heard parents say or couples say, well, we're staying together for the sake of the kids? The, that, oh, that's, that's brutal. It's a warning what, what, sign. What I would say is, no, you don't stay together for the sake of your kids. You love each other well. You look after each other. You date each other for the sake of the kids, for yeah. the good of your kids, um, and for the good of your marriage and your health. And life after kids is long. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, really I'm, I'm, I'm right on the edge of being an empty nester, and I think I've got a few years left. Yeah, you have like a bunch of years left. Right, and, so, I, and I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not starting from scratch with my wife. So let's wrap this thing up. Justin, sure. thanks for being in here. We're going to bring you back. We're going to talk about raising a son with autism and, yeah, and what you guys have learned. You've got kind of an ace up your sleeve. Your wife is the smartest, most yeah. wonderful woman in the world. She she's is. a psychologist. She she knows what she's doing with all things, yeah, um, behavior related. And yeah, I mean, she's but, a psychologist, yeah, so right. of course, yeah, she's. Um, but in there, there's just so many good layers of learnings yeah. because I'm not that, and so how have I had as the husband yep. navigated yep. N- not being the one who knows everything about yeah. it? There's, there's a lot of good learnings. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll about bring time. you back. Um, thanks for joining us. If you have not checked out saddlebackparents.com, maybe you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you don't even know anything about our website, saddlebackparents.com. Go check that out. You can see the the archives. This is the first show, so there's not very many archives of the podcast. But you can see our training videos, our resources, our book reviews, all kinds of great stuff. Saddlebackparents.com. We exist to help parents win. We'll see you next time.